Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we're here for another week, which is very, very exciting because we are two weeks, in my head, mentally, like, Christmas is, like, next week and it's just, like, I feel like it's two weeks away, but I feel like I finish work next week and I just don't. Like, there's this extra week of work that I have just forgotten about and it's just a bit like, oh, like, mentally, I really thought I was finished next Friday. I really thought that was the end and it's really not the end. I have another four, five, like literally a full week's work after that. But you know what? No one tells you how festive you're going to feel when you work in the corporate world at Christmas time. I have never been to more Christmas events. I have never had. Today I had a hot chocolate thing, a hot chocolate and a book swap. That was lovely. We have the Christmas party. We have Christmas dinners. We went out for a Christmas lunch. We've got Secret Santa, like You know at school how they used to do loads of Christmas activities and that would be what would make you feel Christmassy because you'd be constantly reminded about the fact that it is Christmas and there's things to feel excited about and like everyone's so festive. Honestly, it is not to be undersold. I feel like I didn't realise quite how Christmassy the corporate world would feel because I think when you're working in retail, like that Christmas when I worked at Sainsbury's, no... That was the most, that Christmas, because the Christmas music is on for so long that you don't actually feel festive. I think the Christmas music starts like end November and it starts and it just does not stop. And then all of a sudden I was working on Boxing, no, the day after Boxing Day I was working and the Christmas music wasn't on anymore and it was on to the next thing. It was on to like New Year's Eve and then after New Year's Eve it was on to Valentine's Day. Honestly, I think that's the thing that no one talks about. Well, actually, everyone talks about it. The fact that, like, in retail, you are constantly working towards, like, the thing ahead because you buy things in preparation. You buy things because you're going to need them. And that means that all of your life you're living in the future. And I think that can be a really, like, like, time passes you by so quickly that you don't get to properly appreciate it. Because also you don't get the time off around the big holidays that everyone else does. And I think that can also be really tricky because it can feel like you don't have that proper break with everyone else. Like, I remember like working really late on Christmas Eve and I was just like, this is... And then I think about all the doctors and nurses that have to work over Christmas and that rarely get like those types of jobs where you don't get typical holidays. Like that must be really, really hard, especially if you have children. Like I don't really know how you'd like I don't really know how you'd manage it I guess you just the expectation would be that you wouldn't be there and that would kind of just be you'd have Christmas on a different day but still so hard like I'd find that really really difficult but anyway I feel like I'm back in the podcasting swing of things you know I went through a phase where I really not that I didn't like it but I just didn't crave doing it but today I was like you know what I'm really excited to record I'm really excited to have a chat like I feel like I've got a lot of things to chat about I've got a lot of updates a lot of updates it's been a very 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 busy week and I've had my period and it's been it's been a rough time I have been emotional so emotional that it's just mm, I feel sorry for the people around me I've just felt very like angry at the world just very angry like I felt like the tiniest thing could push me over the edge and I'd either be really furious or I'd cry which has led to me being a little bit emotional this week 
I might have been a little bit sensitive, which is why when Instagram removed my story, right, how stupid's this? Instagram removed my story because I said, recording tomorrow, like recording the podcast tomorrow, they removed it for cyber security reasons. And I was like, you have bigger fish to fry. Me saying I'm recording tomorrow. Although it's kind of interesting to see how it like scans your texts and it shows that they are like monitoring everything that I post, which of course they are, but you know, you don't really think about it. And if you post like, if I posted too many things like that, they could ban me. How scary is that? They could ban my account just for saying like, I'm recording the podcast tomorrow. But I think the key thing was, I didn't say the podcast. And I think if there's any way they can interpret that as like something you're recording, not like you're recording people, then they're allowed to talk, like then they're allowed to have implications, then they're allowed to remove your account, which was be terrifying. Like touch wood that that never happens to me, but it does scare me. So I started creating the podcast email list, but I just bit off more than I can chew. I don't know how, like I used to love doing the podcast newsletter, but if it, like, I, I just was so much effort and it was so much extra work. And I was kind of like, this is something you do when you don't also work full time and like are trying to just because the thing is with like passion projects you are you have to love it and you have to be working all the time and you have to always be thinking about it like you become quite obsessive about it and so you have to make sure that you're enjoying the things that you do and that does sometimes mean recording an episode when I don't want to it does mean like pushing myself to do that when I can but it also means you've got to realize whether something's going to be worthwhile or not like if the newsletter was going to gain me loads of extra followers and it was a future business plan, then yeah, I get I get why it would be a good thing to do. But I don't enjoy it enough. Like, I really like creating it if I had a spare three hours. But the thing is, I don't have a spare three hours. And I think this is the other thing. It's so hard to balance working with doing the podcast, with also like just trying to relax on an evening, have a life, go to the gym, because I know I said that whole thing about going to the gym in the morning. Yes, that has ended now. It is winter, it is freezing, and I do not want to wake up any earlier than I already am. My sleeping pattern at the moment is shocking. I have done so much shopping. I've gone to work, I've gone to bed at least half twelve every single night this week. I haven't got a good routine at the moment, and I don't know why. I'm just finding winter, like, a bit hard, I can't lie. I'm not... It's just so miserable it's just so uh, do you know what it is I don't even find like there's happy things going on and I am feeling festive and everything like that is fine but I just find it really hard how dark it gets so early like I was at work today and I was looking out the window and it was 3 30 and it was already getting dark and I was just like this is not that fun like it just means that my life feels like so short and you forget every time winter comes around I'm shocked like, I'm shocked about how dark it gets so early. And I just think, oh, is this why I want forever? No, I like the sunshine. It makes me feel happy. It genuinely just makes me feel happier. And I just think I'd feel like I had so much more time in my life. But going to the gym on the evening, I'm, it's just the new thing. I've just realised, like, I don't go to bed early enough. And my routine isn't to go to bed early enough. So why am I trying to force myself out of bed early? Like... I liked going to the gym in the morning when I could start uni at 9.30. Like, that was perfect because I could kind of, like, get to the gym for eight. It wasn't that early and I could do it. And also, I didn't want to spend money on an expensive gym. Like, I was being a bit cheap. But this year, oh, 
Sleep is important and I haven't had a good night's sleep for ages. I just keep waking up and I keep having nightmares and it's really weird. Like I'm just having dreams of like people I haven't met in years and it's just a bit like, you know, when you wake up and you're like, this was weird. Like, why is this happening now? But anyway, on to the life update for this week's podcast, which Friday was that I made the most delicious mulled wine of my life. I'll take you through the recipe. We've got two bottles of Lidl's finest £3.50 wine and this was my downfall. That was a mistake because what they don't tell you about a cheap wine is a major hangover, a catastrophic hangover, a hangover so bad you think this might be the end. Guys, I was so unwell on Saturday because we put two bottles of wine in, then I put two oranges, four cloves, a stick of cinnamon, like a lot of sugar and I just let it bubble away. And my thinking was, oh, this will burn the alcohol out. This will be fine. How wrong I was. How wrong I was. It did not burn the alcohol out. It was not fine. We went to the shop. Do you know what is an all is always a mistake? And I always fall for it. We live so really close to some shops. And so whenever we're out of drink, rather than being like, okay, end of the night, we're always like, let's go buy some more. Let's go. No. That is not what we should be doing. That is not what the plan should always be. That should re- what what would normally be the end of the night for us is just like a well. Let's carry on now. Now we've started, and so Saturday I felt very very unwell. I was shaking. It was awful, but I had a lovely time. I went to an art exhibition at the RA with my family, and we went out for lunch. And I had mackerel like a very grown up person which was probably the weirdest hungover choice I could have made because I'm not really a fish person. And it was very nice. And then I came back and I watched a lovely film and I died in bed. And I also spent 25 quid in Flying Tiger on crafts. And again, I couldn't give you a reason why. I got some clay and some acrylic paint because I thought I was going to make myself a jewellery pot. And I think I was just being really weird and hungover because like... When do I have time to do that? Well, I wanted to make myself have time, but I just didn't. I ended up on Sunday then having the day to myself and just relaxing. But I spent an hour and a half writing Christmas cards because no one tells you how long they take to write. Because I'm writing a personal message in each. I am not just doing your average Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, love from Bella. No, no, no. I'm giving you updates. I'm asking questions. I'm starting a conversation. And so it took me so long and I had so many family members to call and I had kind of been out of touch for the past weeks I needed to call my mum and my grandma and I needed to do batch cooking and all of a sudden it was 5 p.m and I was like I don't really know what I've done this weekend but the weekend has been over and that was that but it's the Christmas party tomorrow and I'm very excited and I can't wait to update you all on Sunday well next Sunday you'll hear this next week but yeah, the Christmas party is going to be big and I'm so excited. And oh, I'm going to wear my gold dress that I wore for Louis' graduation because I've only ever worn it once. And I've got these silver shoes, not the silver shoes that I wore to his graduation though because I actually can't walk in them. Like they are awfully big. They are the highest high heels I've ever worn. I don't know who I thought I was. So I've got these other cute shoes, so I'm going to wear them. And then I just think I'm going to be really, really cold, but... That's just the way it is. I'm just going to have to embrace the freezingness. But anyway, this week we are talking about embracing uncomfortable feelings because it's something that I've been really struggling with and I think it's something that I've struggled with for all of my life and I felt like it would be a good thing for us to talk about.
This week's podcast was meant to be about like getting through hard things and sitting with uncomfortable feelings because it's something that I really struggle with. It's something that like I'm really bad at not being able to fix something instantly. And it gives me like a lot of anxiety and I'll spend a lot of time thinking about it and I overthink things. And I think that's something that maybe just happens when you get older because I've been talking a lot to my friends about how your brain changes when you're 25 and I just don't feel like it's common knowledge. Like you're, I don't know the right, I don't know the side of your brain, but I feel like it's the central, I want to say cortex, but I don't think that's actually part of your brain, the central cortex. Like that just sounds wrong. But like part of your brain anyway hasn't stopped fully developing until you're 25. And then when you are 25, apparently your whole outlook on life changes and everything you've ever wanted changes and everything just changes. And I think this has a lot to do about why I struggle to... Like at the moment, if something goes wrong, I really struggle to rationalise it sometimes and I feel like it really is the end of the world. And I was talking to my housemate about this and she was like, as soon as you're older, you gain the ability to like realise that it's not that things are okay, that you are okay. And I think this is why I kind of wanted this podcast more to be about that, like, you are going to be okay. And I think this is something that I realise, but I don't realise fully. Because there are days when I feel really worried about the future. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't know what's going to happen. There's been so much certainty throughout all of my life because I've been at school and then uni and then I was saving to go and do my master's and then I did my master's and then I never really spent time thinking about what next. There never really seemed to be a what next. It was always just a now. And now it's here and I'm kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen. And it is really intimidating. It's really intimidating not knowing what the future holds, not knowing if you're going to make the right decisions, not knowing if everything's going to go to plan. But I don't know why I'm worrying about things going to plan if I don't even have a plan in the first place. Because I have ideas about what I want to do, but I don't know if that's it. I don't know if that's the forever idea that I have. I don't know if that's exactly what I'm wanting. And I think that can be really tricky. And I think that's the hardest thing about being in your 20s is realising that you don't know what is going to happen. You just have to trust that it is all going to work out okay. And I think you are. You are going to be okay. Whatever you're going through right now is going to be okay. Because I remember when I was 19, and I don't mean this in a patronising way if you are 19, but I remember when I was 19 and I genuinely felt like I felt so old, I felt so put together, I felt such an adult. And when things would go wrong, I'd be like, this is actually the end of the world. This is genuinely the end of the world. And I didn't know how I'd get through it and I couldn't see a way through it. And I think about the issues that I had then and how I just got over them. And I think we forget how resilient we all are, how much you have already gone through. And that's just why I wanted to talk about the fact that even though none of us know, because none of us do know, we're all in the same boat. And I know everyone talks about it, but we really are all in the same boat because I have no clue what I'm going to do with my life. I have no idea. And when I think about the giant, span, like, expansive life that we all have left, like, I wrote my best friend's birthday card, I was like, life feels scary, and knowing how much life there is left to live, like, it's really exciting, but it's also a little bit intimidating to know that it's, like, that much time to fill, and I don't know what I'm going to fill it with, but knowing that I've got her makes me feel so much better about it. And you've got me. Like, it's fine. You're going to be fine. Because I feel like as long as we're all in it together, it can't be that bad. 
And it can't be because we're all experiencing the exact same thing at the exact same time. And the older I get, the more I think these feelings are going to go away and the more they just don't. Like, they really just don't. I just come back to them over and over and over again. And I realise as you're growing up with life, you're just gaining more notes on life. It's not like you gain this new brain. Like, I really used to think as I grew up, I'd gain a new brain and everything would change for me and it would be so different. And that is just not the case. It's not the case in the slightest. Instead, you just are able to enter situations with more notes, more ideas about the future, more ideas about what you want to do and what you don't want to do. But you still don't have a plan. And I sometimes wonder if anyone has a plan. Like, I don't know if they... I mean, some people do. I know that. But sometimes I wonder how fun having a strict plan is. Because it really limits how much you can do. It means that you can't just explore different options. And I think that's where you have got to have some flexibility. I know having this ideal life and this ideal plan gives you that sense of security. But if you just stick yourself to this plan that you have in your head... You're not going to be able to experience so much because so much of life is unpredictable. So much of life is unknown. And things are going to happen to you, good things and bad things, and you are going to get through them. Life does carry on. I think that's the thing about life. Life continually moves forward. It's always moving so forward. The sun will always rise. Like That will always happen. No matter what happens, that will be the constant, that time will always move forward. Time will never freeze. And I think it can be hard to get your head around that when bad things happen, the world doesn't freeze because it feels like the world freezes for you. But it doesn't. Everything moves forward. And I think this is why when you're going through your 1920s, like 1920, 21, 22, 23, like you're doing a lot of growing up and you're meeting a lot of different people and you're working out a lot who you are and I think that means a lot of the time you're gonna create friendships and relationships with people that aren't gonna last they're not gonna serve you forever and that can also be hard to get your head around because all of these sudden these people that meant so much to you these people that were everything to you they aren't in your life anymore that's not a bad thing it just means you guys had learned everything from each other and you will get through it like, breakups of any type are ridiculously hard. Friendship breakups, relationship breakups, like, any ending of some type of relationship with you and someone else, whether that's platonic or romantic, it's so hard to get your head around because a lot of our experiences as humans, like, we're social creatures and we define ourselves by our interactions with others. It's what we mark on special occasions. It's kind of like so much of our life is dictated by the people that we surround ourselves with. And so when one of those people's go, it can be really, really all-consuming. It can feel like you just don't know what you're going to do. But again, the sun will rise. And although it might not feel like it straight away, eventually you will be okay. Because the sun will keep rising and eventually the distance will grow larger and larger. And I feel like the thing about pain, like this is such a dramatic way of thinking about it. But it's like if someone stabbed you with something... As soon as it happens, like as soon as the breakup happens, it feels like you've been instantly stabbed. But as time goes on and time goes on, the blame becomes more blunt, becomes less of a sharp wound. It becomes more of a just kind of dull pain that's there. Because the truth is like they have hurt you. Someone's hurt you. They're, they've they've hurt you. And that pain is always going to be momentarily there, even if it's just the pain of what could have been. Even if you're not bothered about them anymore, it's just this 
kind of the memories that you have left over. Like it is still always going to be some type of pain. But it won't be as bad and you will get through it. And at some point you'll realise you're just not thinking about them anymore. And you'll realise you don't care. And although it might still be painful to think about the pain that you went through in that situation, you've got to realise your life isn't dictated by them anymore. And again, them leaving your life is something so uncertain, so unpredictable that you could never have guessed. And they have left, but that's okay. Because other unpredictable, crazy things are going to happen and you're going to have to reevaluate your life and other things are going to go on, but eventually you will be okay because the sun always rises. And I just feel like everyone's... Everyone has those things that they go through that they're like first experiences of heartbreak or betrayal or rejection or like big, big things, you know, like big emotional experiences with other people that are so... That you just have never... I feel like this is the other thing in your 20s. Like, these are the first times you experience this. Most people have their first major heartbreak. And I mean, like, your big one, you know? I'm not talking about little relationship that ended. I mean, your first true love. Most people experience the breakup of that in their late teens, early 20s to mid-20s. Or, like, at least in your 20s. Like, I feel like majority of people do experience it then. And it is so hard to get your head around the fact that, like, someone that could mean so much to you is no longer in your life. But again, life is unpredictable and you have no idea what is going to happen. You really don't. And you can't control the outcomes of people around you. And that can be really hard also to get your head around because you realise how much of life is uncontrolled, how much there really isn't a plan. It's just making sure that you pick a decision that is making you happy. And so I know you don't know what is going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. None of us know what is going to happen. But we're all in it together. Everyone is in it together. Everyone is experiencing all of these things for the first time. No one has a clue what they're doing. But I promise you, you're not on your own. I promise you that because, like, I feel the exact same way a lot of the time. And I'm still just trying to figure out what I want to do. And that's okay. Like, I think we... Sometimes we, like define these decades of our life with a certain thing and we have a tendency to need to kind of like read them like book chapters but the thing is you can experience so many things in so many of these chapters that it doesn't need to be thinking you've got a finite amount of time to find out who you are and then when you hit 30 you've got to find out who you are and then you've got to create a family and when you're 40 you then got to kind of like find your career again and then when you're 50 it's like all of these things I don't know why I've defined it in my 20s as finding myself and my 30s as like the family time. I don't know why I've defined it as that in my head. Because even then, it's not giving myself flexibility to create a new plan. Even then, it's not allowing myself to have that spontaneity of life. And I know I shouldn't have a plan and I can't help it, but even that is like a semi-type of plan, isn't it? And there's really no point in having that. Because having that plan limits what I think I can do. Such a silly point of like, I was talking about moving abroad with someone and I was like, well, I can't do it then because I want to have children then and that won't work. And they're just like, what? Like, you don't know when that's going to happen. And I was like, true. Why am I planning my life around these like hypothetical situations? And so please stop planning and please realise that everything is going to be okay, that everything is going to work out. You just have to let yourself realise that this is all just an experience. Sometimes I feel like you need to detach from it all a little bit. Like, not in a bad way, 
I don't want you to become like fully detached from life and not no I don't mean like that but sometimes I think you do just need to step away and realize that we're all just here for an experience we're here to create memories to meet new people to find people we love to explore new things to learn like we're here to experience the world that is it that is your sole purpose to experience the world to create memories and that's all you can do and so I know it feels like there's a lot of life pressure and I know it feels like there's a lot of things going on. But really, when you take a step back and you look at all the pressure that you're putting yourself under, you start to realise it's not that deep. You'll always find a new plan. If this doesn't work out, you'll find something else to do. It will be okay, I promise. But anyway, on to the, the question part of this week's podcast. Oh, by the way, if you can just subscribe to the podcast, that would make me really happy. You just have to press follow and then I can see how many people of you follow it. And it just, it's a lovely little stat that I watch more obsessively than I care to admit. But anyway, on to the question part of this week's podcast. I just had a biscuit break and now we're back to the question part because honestly... A biscuit and tea hits differently in winter. I can't explain it, but I am such a snacker. I don't know if you know this about me, but I am a snacker. My housemate was like, I've never met anyone who snacks as much as you snack. And I actually think I enjoy snacking more than actual meals. Like, I would get more excited about a snack plate than I would loads of other meals. I don't know if it's like a me thing or like an ADHD. I get bored whilst eating, so having lots of different options is way more inviting than having one option. I've just always loved a snack plate for as long as I can remember. And so I felt like I needed a little break. It was a lovely biscuit break. But anyway, on to the question part for this week's podcast. Now, let me go on to Instagram because it deleted all of my questions, which was really helpful. And I thought that was really, really nice of Instagram. But we've already ranted. So, oh, oh, to not know what happened then. Anyway, OK, here we go. Right. It was quite a lot. OK, we're going to have to Advice for not knowing what holds, what the next stage of life holds. I'm torn between options. This is a very good question for me right now because life is, like, without going into too many details, like, I'm going to have to make a decision about my next step. Like, I am going to have to make a decision about it. And there's a lot of things that are playing into that. And I don't know what I want to do. Like, there's so many pros of either and... I just don't know which one to pick. And I think that can be really, really hard because it can feel like there's so many other options. And I'm always constantly second guessing whether or not I'm picking the right option. Like, is what I want to do right now the right thing? Like, is this what I should be focusing on? Is this truly what makes me happy? But I've started to realise that whatever plan I make, whatever thing I decide to do, it won't be the thing that I actually end up doing. It won't be like there might be elements of it that are similar and I might end up going to the place that I really want to go to. And it's important to kind of have a dream and a goal. But whatever plan you ultimately do, it won't be the exact thing that you thought about. And I think that's a really positive thing if it can be not the exact thing that you thought about, because it means you can be even better than what you ever imagined. Like it means it can be even better than what you think about because your imagination is capped to everything that you've experienced because it can't make things up that it hasn't ever seen. Do you know what I mean? Like you are, well, it can obviously like dragons, like I know, but you are exposed to so many things around you. You're a sponge for the activity and that is what 
helps create your idea of what you think you want. And I think it's totally normal and valid to not know what you want to do and to find the not knowing scary. Like it can be really, really hard. But I think you've just got to take a deep breath and realise it's going to be okay. Whatever you pick is going to be okay. You are going to be okay. This is going to work out. And if you pick the wrong thing, you can pick a different thing. You're not signing a contract. (coughs) Sorry. You're not signing a contract. Your life is not a contract. You can always find another option. And I think that's really important. I think that's really important to remember. How did you get your ADHD diagnosis? Was it through uni? Yeah. So actually, this is a really good thing to talk about because... I feel like so many people don't realise how much help there is at university. So what I did is I thought I had it because my housemate told me that she thought I had it. And so I went to the doctors, like I looked it all up and I did a few tests and I was like, this explains so many things. And I went to the doctors and kind of explained my situation and they gave me a referral to the general kind of like GP NHS one. And then with that, I went to my university and I explained the situation and then they paid for my consultation privately. But I couldn't have had that consultation privately if I hadn't have been to the doctors and got the recommendation that they thought I also had it and so I think that was a really good thing to get done first because it kind of meant that I got fast-tracked but I mean every single university is different like it will be different depending on where you go but just get it sorted as fast as you can because I wish I'd got it sorted earlier because if I'd have got it sorted earlier then I wouldn't I'd have got so much extra time I'd have got so much more support with everything that I did so please don't put it off like I did like I put it off for ages and I always regretted putting it off because I just didn't think it was like a big thing for me to sort out and then all of a sudden I got the diagnosis and I was like this is literally life-saving life-saving like it made me rethink about how my brain is in so many different ways it made me become so much more compassionate towards myself and it made me understand myself a bit more like the reason why I do things and so please please, please go to the doctors and start this conversation because it's such, such an important conversation to have. What are you most excited for this Christmas? Honestly, just to see my family and my boyfriend for like a prolonged period of time because I haven't been home for longer than a weekend since my birthday in August and that was only home for like a weekend. I haven't actually been properly home since June and I was think I was only home then for a week. And so I'm just really excited to spend time with them and spend time with my family and like my boyfriend, obviously, like he lives where I live. And so I'll get to see all of our friends and to go out in the pub. And like, I'm just very excited to have like a very wholesome, like very English Christmas. Like, you know, I feel like English Christmas is like going to the pub with your friends and I cannot wait for New Year. I love New Year, New Year. New Year is like, it's such a good holiday and I'm going out in Manchester and it's just going to be... I'm just so excited. Like, I'm so excited. I've got my outfit nearly ready. I've got myself some great Christmas presents. I can't lie, guys. I've done very well. I kind of accidentally spent quite a lot more money than I should have. So they're just little Christmas presents to me. Like, well done for getting through the last year. It's been hard, but you did it. Because, guys, I got my master's results back and I got a merit and I'm so happy and proud of myself. And so I feel like I deserve something. And so I got this dress. I've got one dress and then another dress from Susa... I can't say it. S-U-S-U-M-U-S-A. 
their clothes incredible and they've been wanting their dresses for ages and so I got something from there then I got something from Ella Rose and then I got something from Zara but that was like I got these two tops that I think I'm probably going to send back because I don't think they're going to be that nice but I've just got some really nice things coming like I've really at Christmas I think I get really overwhelmed and I just end up not wanting to do Christmas presents because I just find it overwhelming and I'm just like I hate shopping I hate shopping but then I got a bit sad the other day and I was just on my phone really late and I just did some really good Christmas shopping okay so silver lining there was a silver lining what are your Christmas traditions? Oh, my family go all out for Christmas and we have so many Christmas traditions that are just like, we have reindeer food, like whether or not we'll do these this year. But I feel like there's this thing, isn't there, of like, at what age do you stop doing the Christmas traditions? Because I feel like that, that makes me feel like not a kid anymore. And although I am 23, so probably not a kid anymore, I still don't want to be like an adult in my parents' eyes. Because I still want to be a kid to them. Like, I'm not ready to be a proper, proper grown-up. So we have reindeer food. We have the Polar Express is a go-to. And then on Christmas Day, we wake up. We only open our presents from, like, Father Christmas in the morning. And then we get ready. And we always wear, like, nice clothes. Like, we always, like, get dressed up. And then we make Christmas dinner. But my family's vegetarian. And so they'll have, like, a nut-roasty thingy. And then me and my, yeah, my vegetarianness is not going very well. Side note, it's going shockingly. I don't know what's happened to me. But I'm just, sometimes I get really put off it. And then sometimes I like it. But like, at the moment I like it. But I feel like I'm going to get put off it soon. Um, But yeah, I, then we make the roast dinner. Then we what, like eat that. And then we just go sit in the living room and we just chat and drink wine. And it'll be lovely. And then Boxing Day, like we used to always watch films. But now I'm going out because... In my hometown, like, Boxing Day is, like, the big night out. And I might like to go to the pub on New Year Christmas Eve. A lot of people do that. And I can understand why. It feels very, very festive. And so I feel like those are my favourite Christmas traditions at the moment. Okay, we've got two really good questions to end it on. So the first question we're going to talk about is... Sorry, I did have it up and then it went. How do I support my partner when they're feeling down slash anxious, but I'm trying to deal with my own stresses at the same time? And I think the key thing about this is having really good boundaries and realising when you can take on some stuff and when you can't take on some stuff and realising that sometimes... Sometimes someone doesn't, doesn't really want to talk about everything. Sometimes they just want you there. Like when I'm feeling really anxious and when I'm feeling down, I don't often want to go through everything and you don't need to fix it for me. I just want to know that you love me and like, I just want a hug. And so I think when they're feeling stressed and when you're feeling stressed and when you're like, you know what, I can't go through everything all right now, just be there for them. And I think that's all people, that's like, that will be so, I mean, this is also very like personal preference. And I think something that's really important about this is having that kind of like open conversation about explaining that when you are feeling really stressed and anxious, you find it hard to talk about everything that's going on it's making you feel more overwhelmed so what would be the best way that you could support them in those moments which wouldn't necessarily be you trying to fix everything and I think having those types of conversations they are really important because it's like that clear communication let you know how each other best wants help because sometimes you don't want the advice like sometimes you don't want advice about how to make it all better sometimes you do just want a hug and so I think patience is key with each other and I think realizing that it is going to be 
I get you both have a lot on your plate right now and you both need to be patient with each other, but you both want to be there for each other. And so I think really it's just a lot of patience and realising that being there for each other doesn't always mean being able to fix everything and being able to take on their load. It just means being able to kind of just be there for them, let them know that they're not in it on their own. And I think that's what really helps me when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm struggling, is realising that I'm not in it on my own. I think that's probably probably my favourite thing. But again, personal preference, so I definitely ask the question. But it's really good that you're thinking about it because it's really important that you have those boundaries in place because otherwise you take on more than you can chew and you don't want to start struggling. Okay, final question. What do you do when you don't feel loved or when you want to feel loved? Hmm. I think when I'm feeling a bit lonely, when I'm feeling a bit isolated, first off, I reach out to all of the people around me and I try and make sure that I have those connections. I try and make sure that I'm talking to people, that I'm calling my mum, that I'm calling my family. I try and make sure that like I'm staying connected. And then I also try and do things that like younger me would have really liked and I start treating myself like a child. Like getting that clay and buying those paints, that was a definite ode to my younger self. That was like a thing that I would have enjoyed doing when I was a kid. And so having something like that feels like a kind of a moment for younger me. Does that make sense? So I think in those moments where you're feeling a bit isolated, when you're feeling like you just want someone to look after you, you have to show yourself extra love then. You have to go out of your way. You can't just do your normal routine. You need to buy yourself something that you wouldn't know, like would have been a massive treat when you were younger. Make yourself a really nice dinner. Like do something, an activity that is a bit different and reach out to the people around you because it's the people around you that will really, really help. But anyway, on to the new things I've done this week. So onto the new things I've done this week. And guys, I went to the Carol things at, um, what's it called? Columbia Road. I forgot. I didn't talk about this in the life update. I talked about literally everything else. But yeah, I went to the Carol's at Columbia Road and it was so festive and it was so lovely. But my biggest tip would be to get there early because we got there early. But then like my friend's train got delayed. So they were actually like really late. And so we didn't actually get there until seven. That was a bad mistake because it was packed it was heaving and it is just a guy in a piano so it's not very loud so if you're not close to the front then it is like very very quiet and so I definitely recommend like sorting that out early like getting there early so you can get a good spot but it was really festive and it was really cute and I had a great time and so we did that but I would also see if you can book a pub nearby because it was obviously rammed because everyone just left but I would see if you can book somewhere nearby because we didn't really think about that. I'm also starting my new book, When We Were Young. I don't know if I like it or not. I'm undecided. It's not really bringing me in, but I feel like I should read it because it's got really good reviews, but I'm not really loving it so far. The storyline's like a bit, eh. It's about this guy who kind of like just sleeps with loads of women and just struggles to have relationships. I'm just, I'm just not really engaging me. It's not really, mm. but we had the book swap today and I got given a really good book. My friend said it's really great. And so I'm going to read that and then I'll report back. I finished Arrangements in Blue. That was a great read. Like I couldn't recommend that enough if I tried. I want everyone I know to read it. It was honestly brilliant. Watching wise, I've watched all the good Christmas films already. I've watched Love Actually. I've watched The Grinch. I'm saving Elf and I'm saving Polar Express because those two are top tier. Home Alone I've never really been into, but maybe I need to give that a chance. I didn't know that him from Home Alone and London Tipton were like engaged and had a child together. That blew my mind. 
because I watched the Hall of Fame star video and I cried and it was a very emotional week. But other new things I've done this week, honestly, it's more been a get through it week where I've just been so busy with so many plans. Like my next couple of days is a bit mental. I have Christmas party tomorrow, Saturday, get ready to go, like leave the house because I'm going home for Christmas because on Sunday I'm meeting my nana and then on Monday I'm meeting my aunties and my nana for dinner and then on Tuesday I'm going out for a work dinner. Then on Wednesday I've got the work quiz and then we're, I'm going up to Manchester and then on Tuesday, Thursday working from home from Manchester and Friday... I've got like a Christmas weekend with my boyfriend like that weekend and then the following like Monday at work, Tuesday I travel back home and then have Christmas, then travel back to Manchester for New Year's Eve, spend like five days in Manchester and then come back here because we've got a new housemate moving in. Like the next month for me is hectic, like it is so busy and so I've just been trying to relax in the evenings. I watched Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. That was a very comforting film. I never used to like it, but you know what? I did like it this time, so I'd recommend that because that is semi-Christmassy. Like, I would say that is a little bit Christmassy. But anyway, I need to go because I need to go and paint my nails ready for tomorrow. Otherwise, I'm just going to run out of time. But thank you for listening. It honestly makes my day when I get to your guys' messages like... I just love that you guys love the podcast as much as I love the podcast. It makes me so happy. But I hope you're okay. I hope you're having a lovely week. And I can't wait to speak to you again next week. Make sure you're following me on Instagram and on TikTok at You've Got Mail in School Pod. And I'll speak to you again soon. I love you. Bye.